Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, we are back with a new edition of Inside the Burger Shop, a podcast discussion at the intersection of sports, entertainment, music, culture, marketing, and a lot more. My name is Ryan Berger, taking you through the next 30 minutes as we go through what's going on with everything in the world of sports, marketing, technology, and more. I apologize for not sort of being around in August, we took a little bit of time to uh, catch up with everything going on. It's been a crazy year and took the month off of August on any podcast. And now we're back bigger than ever and really excited about today's show. Uh, We'll have another really, really good show on Friday with Mark Birnbaum. Mark's the owner of Catch, the restaurant, the hot restaurant in New York and Los Angeles, celebrating their 60-year anniversary here in New York and one-year anniversary in L.A. today. Uh, We'll talk to Mark about sort of what's going on in the nightlife world and hospitality, uh, as well as the future of the space as well. So we're excited about, about that show with Mark, and we're really excited today talking to Costa Kennedy, someone who's been on our show a couple times regarding baseball, pennant races, some of the other things going on in such an exciting sport with 12 games to play. So we will be joined by Costa in about two minutes. Of course, I want to thank our sponsors, our partners to the show, Hyper. Hyper is the world's largest search engine for influencers with over 12 million global influencers. Head on over to the Hyper, hyperbrands.com, H-Y-P-R brands.com, and identify which influencer works best for you and your campaign and check them out, connect directly with them, and work with them. Hyperbrands.com, the world's largest search engine for influencers. And, of course, the Crowds Line, the CrowdsLine.com. Make your prediction of what's going to happen in any game tonight on the CrowdsLine.com. Receive prizes and experiences if you're right. Uh, the CrowdsLine.com, where you can make your prediction happen today. And as I mentioned, we've taken the time off of August to uh, sort of catch up on everything in life before we kicked off another great season of Inside the Burger Shop. Thanks to everybody who listened to all of our shows or many of our shows over the past year. Um, We spend a lot of time on sports and a lot of time specifically on baseball, and we've been joined in the past by Costa Kennedy. Costa's a great sports writer, uh, written several books. He's talked about his books on 
the show as well as writing for Sports Illustrated. And, you know, when we kicked off the new season of Inside the Burger Shop, I thought there was no no topic more important than what's going on in baseball. So we're really excited to be joined by Costa today and uh, and looking forward to connecting with him. Costa, how's everything, sir? Ryan, everything's great. Good to have you back on uh, back talking with us, doing your thing, and uh, happy fall. Uh, it's great. It's happy fall, I guess, for a lot of us as Jet fans. It's probably not as happy as it could be. But, uh, well, at least you still say it in public, right? I know. You still it's admit it in public to your uh, Jets fan. I, I try not to, and hopefully no one's listening, so no one will, no one will hear. <laughs> but it's the, suck for, it's the suck for Sam season where hopefully they can suck bad enough to get that number one pick and get Sam Darnold, the big righty quarterback out of, out of USC. So it's, it'll be a long fall season, but uh, hopefully it results in, in, a, in a chop draft pick. And, you know, your sport is baseball. Um, it's sort of that, you know, September, everybody talks about the dog days of August. They, re- they don't realize there's still, still another month to play, which is kind of amazing. But postseason right. starts October 3rd. Um, the next two weeks are sort of clean it all up and get with it. So let's get right into it. It's been an interesting year. Um, you know, your thoughts on sort of what you've seen over the year so far. Well, it's been uh, you know it's been a tremendous sort of Jekyll and Hyde year. I mean, obviously, uh, we look at at what the Indians did recently, uh, unprecedented for them to win those 22 straight games in the American League, and uh, they they obviously you know it, it's it's a season with a lot of outliers because you had before that you had the Dodgers were at at a time flirting on a pace to uh win 116 games even 118 games they obviously fell precipitously and now they're going to look like they're wrapping up tonight <clears throat> um but they you know really really had a big fall and same with the Houston Astros you've seen tremendous swings uh which isn't normally what you see you know one thing I, we've had some great performances obviously Aaron Judge has been just terrific in New York and uh Giancarlo Stanton um and and several others we can talk about Jose Altuve um we don't really have quite the pennant races you might hope for we do have some good good wild card races to look at and I think that it could be a really exciting last uh, almost two weeks here uh even though the the divisions are pretty much salted away with the Cubs maybe have a little vulnerability the the Red Sox maybe a little bit, but pretty much we know where we're going to end up at the uh, with the division winners. But it, it, it's turning out the wild card is kind of working the way it's supposed to work. The second wild card, in any case, and we're seeing a, kind of a, an exciting little finish just to get into the playoffs. Which is really why that whole idea existed. Which is you know obviously if you have these teams that like this year where they're in first place by so much there's almost not that feeling of pennant fever or what everybody loves to see so now you've got these mm-hmm. pennant, these wild card races and you've got a lot of a lot of teams in those races but i want to go through the sort of the, the divisions and some of the teams you mentioned some you didn't to get a sense of you know what can expect over the next uh, couple weeks and, and into october uh starting in the east uh, you mentioned judge and the season he's had in, in new york which Obviously, has been. I was at the All Star Game and the Home Run Derby, and seeing that show, and then it changed so dramatically about what he, you know, sort of was able to accomplish. But when you look at the year in whole, and clearly, you know, the two teams I want to talk about are the Yankees and the Red Sox in that division. And you know, the Yankees first. Um, you know, I know when we spoke in the beginning of the year, we didn't really expect the Yankees to be here, um, but they are. 
um, yeah, Cashman absolutely. has made some I mean, really good trades to get ready for for this season. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how much of a how much of a weapon do you think this team can be in the fall, knowing that they're built for the future? Well, look, I mean, as you said, this is a huge uh, surprise. Are they a year ahead of schedule or two years ahead of schedule, whatever it is, um, to see them where they're at. So um, that in itself is exciting. Look, I think a team that that has um, the, the kind of firepower they do in Judge and Sanchez, I mean, you're looking at a, at a couple of guys who are going to hit 75 to 80 home runs between them. Um, you end up having a pretty strong lineup with Didi, and even though they've struggled to score runs, it is a lineup that can that can uh, score. And with Sonny Gray, a uh, huge addition for them to get like a you know a tested, really strong pitcher, and the way Severino has pitched, you're pretty solid at the um, at the front end of the rotation. Obviously, the bullpen has been a concern. They have to get Chapman back in form, and uh, interesting the way Girardi used Chapman for an inning and a third lately, which I think uh, was was basically to try to reaffirm the confidence they have in him and how much they're going to need him. I I really think if they're going to do anything, Chapman has to come in and be an intimidating, you know, lights-out force at the end of games. Um, you know, can they? Anything can happen in the playoffs, as we say, as they say. I think Boston is still a better team. They're a deeper team. Um, they, with Sale at the top of their lineup, top of their rotation, they they certainly match um, what the Yankees have. Uh, and, and so I think I think the Red Sox are, are a slightly better team. But uh, and and part of that I, I will say, Ryan, is also they're not as nearly as dependent on the home run. Uh, the Yankees lately I've been no, they've been manufacturing actually you know, a few runs here and there, but for the most part, it's up to them to, to hit the ball out of the park uh, if they're going to score, uh, you know, put a team away. The Red Sox, if, if there's any knock, they don't have enough power, but they are very good at getting hits and moving things along. Um, Nunez is out of the lineup, but he should be back before the playoffs and certainly in the playoffs. He was a great uh, acquisition for them, just as the uh, Yankees made a great great acquisition in Sonny Gray. So I, I think the Red Sox are a better team, but the Yankees are playing with house money, and, and can they win a wild card game? Of course. Can they be a threat in a, in a playoff series if things line up? Uh, yes, they can. You know, they, they've taken it on the chin the last two years up against big-time pitchers. Keiko last year with the Astros. Right. It feels like the Twins or the other teams that are go, they're going to face won't have that. You know, they almost feel like they're okay getting into that one wild-card game. You know, Severino's been just incredible this year. Um, you know, I imagine he'll pitch in that game. So that that's sort of the Yankees right there. And you mentioned a lot about the Red Sox. Three games up, I guess about 12 or 14 games left. Um, David Price uh, got $200 million last year. He's sort of been a bust, uh, never had the postseason that, that success at all. What are the, what's the talk about Price? Will he be back for game two, uh, and then they'll throw Sale and Price, in, or will they move, try to move the lefties and maybe have one of them start, maybe Price start on the road in game three? What are you hearing about David Price's health? Well, I mean, you know, obviously uh, what you're outlining is the is the plan. Um, you know, seeing him, seeing the way he he has come back and 
it's it, look. He, he was off for two months, right? So people are are unsure exactly what to expect. He pitched well, albeit in, in two innings uh, against the against Tampa Bay yesterday. Um, and I think that the idea, basically, what you said. I mean, he he's the number two, and I I think that they could look at a matchup where you're going to. Uh, split the lefties, but I think that for the most part, you'd rather have David Price, despite his his off season, uh, I'm sorry, his postseason issues, on the mound rather than Rick Porcello. So that's the idea that, if, particularly if you're going into a seven game series, that he'd have Price to start, um, you know, twice in the first six games is something you'd, you'd rather have. Um, but look, the jury is out a little bit, right? He's been a little bit of an enigma. Personality-wise, uh, he's he's you know he he pitched okay. He's been a bust for the kind of money he's gotten. He's still been a he's still a solid pitcher, obviously. Um, and I think you know he's a real wild card, so to speak, for for what how far the Red Sox are going to go. If he's the guy who's going to take them into the sixth or seventh inning with uh, just giving up a run or two, the Red Sox are going to be extremely extremely tough. Yeah, we're talking about David Price. And, you, know, you mentioned a personality. He's, he's he's on social media a lot. You know, we know from the hyper data, Price with almost two million followers on Twitter. Twitter being his main channel where he he gets his stuff out. And then you look at what's going on in Cleveland. You look at a guy like Corey Kluber. We know from the hyper data with only sixty five thousand followers on Twitter. That sort of he's much more of a quiet kind of guy. Uh, Cy Young, it looks like for again for Kluber uh, out of the AL. Uh, Cleveland's had a fairy tale season, uh, very close to to the best record in the league, uh, winning streak like no one's ever seen before. Uh, Twenty two games. They look really good. And what's interesting about them is their biggest weapon hasn't even pitched in the streak with Andrew Miller. Um, they've got a big time manager, big time pitching, youth enthusiasm, home field advantage, they feel like the best team in the league right now. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, you know, six weeks ago, some of you might have said Houston, um, but Houston has certainly shown its uh, shown its its vulnerabilities. I think that those are the two teams. Um, look, you look at, at what Kluber can do, and he can have a sort of Hershiser-like run, or he can be uh, he can be a, a guy who just shuts the team down. They have Carlos Carrasco. They didn't have him last year when they went to the World Series. Um, they have a good young pitcher in Mike Clevenger, who will probably pitch the third game, I think, over Trevor Bauer. That'll That'll also be sorted out. Um, as you said, Andrew Miller didn't even pitch in in that 22-game uh, win streak. Jason Kipnis was out. Bradley Zimmer was out. Um, this is a deep, Brantley, strong right? team, Michael right? Brantley? Uh, Brantley, of course. Yeah, he's been out a long time, right? So they've um, they've really been undermanned. Remember, this is a team that went to to Game 7 of the, of the World Series, and, and by all – Means could have easily won that game, obviously, right? Or the an extra inning game. So uh, they're a good team, and they've been a good team for a while now. Uh, you know, Houston, particularly with the acquisition of Verlander, Keiko had struggled when he came back from his injury, but he pitched well lately. Um, pitched really well his last time out. Those two make them tough. Uh, you have Altuve um, in the middle of that. You know, of the, not in the middle, but in their offensive. You know, Arsenal. Uh, those, to me, are the two teams. That's that's going to be the championship series, and that's where you that you know that that's where you're going to find uh, probably the best, maybe the best series um, that we'll see in the postseason will be when the Astros and the Indians meet. 
not the sexiest series for ESPN and for sort of the That's world. That's for sure. I get it, but, That's uh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> a, a, a series that for real baseball fans could be really, really fun. And I still question the Astros' bullpen a little bit, but I agree yep. the addition of Verlander, if they could get McCullers Jr. back on sort of track, that'll be an interesting. So that, that wraps up the AL. And, again, we're talking to the great – Costa Kennedy, uh, Sports Illustrated, great writer, three fantastic books. You can follow Costa on Twitter at Costa, K-O-S-T-Y-A, Kennedy. Let's move over into NL, Costa. Um, you know, clearly three interesting leaders, uh, the Nationals who have sort of blown everybody out from the beginning of the season. Uh, the East was very, very weak this year. There's not a team within 20 games of the Nationals. Uh, you know, clearly loaded up front in the pitching staff. The, the big question I'm sure everyone's asking is the health of Bryce Harper, maybe the best player in the sport. Got hurt, I guess, about a month ago in, in San Francisco on a wet, soggy night uh, running to first base. Um, have you heard anything about what's going on with Harper and your sort of two cents on, on the Nationals? All right, well, the Nationals have been, without question, the most consistent team. Um, and you, you know, you to, to, from the beginning of the season to the end, they have Max Scherzer, who's not only a Cy Young candidate, but a potential MVP candidate even. Um, they're, they're an extremely strong team. That said, Bryce Harper, you know, there's no um, – there's no – denying what he does to, to the offense when he's hitting and just by his presence. He's got this knee injury. Um, it looks like it's going to get him home soon, and he's certainly expecting to be back in time for the playoffs. Um, they haven't had to rush him back because, as you said, there's been nobody close to them, partly because they've played so well and partly because there hasn't been another good team in the division. Um, so it, it, it's a, you know a little bit price-like, and when you get a guy come back like that close, uh, you're not sure. You know they're going to want to have him get his legs under him, have him see how he how he's going to play and adapt. But I expect that Bryce is going to be in that lineup and it's going to be heard from, and that makes them a very tough team. Um, you know they've been a tough team in the postseason for a few years now without a lot to show for it, uh, and they're going into a pool that has that while their division is very weak, suddenly they have. You know the the Dodgers, of course, the Rockies, and the Diamondbacks, two really strong teams, and of course the defending champion Cubs. Will, it really looks like they're going to be there. So um, while I, while the Nationals have been have been a strong team, and uh, we know what Dan Murphy can do in the playoffs, and uh, they really are without a hole. I still I guess it's just being a little gun shy from what's happened in the past few years, uh, not to mention sort of Dusty Baker's history uh, in the postseason hasn't been uh, a lot to write home about. So I'm a, I'm a little I'm a little cautious on the Nationals, but there's no question they're a deep team and uh, have the talent certainly to go to the World Series. Well said. You know, certainly well said. I think when you look at the Nats, uh, they're going to probably play the Cubs. Um, and that'll be a very, very tough series. The defending champs, they're hot right now. Um, they're they are hot. They're playing well. Obviously, Joe Madden, uh, the mad scientist, is behind them. Um, 17 games over. Haven't had a great season. Um, four games up on the Brewers. So, Brewers yeah, you know, I mean, I will, I will say, Ryan, I mean, I, I expect Chicago to be there, too, like you're saying. I don't, and they've, you know, they've won, I guess, five or six in a row or something, but they, it's not, 
100%, right? They do have to go into Milwaukee and play four. They have to go into St. Louis and play four. St. Louis is a really strong team at home that, uh, before losing a couple over this weekend, had really been playing well. Um, and the Cubs have been vulnerable. So, I, I mean, I think that they uh, – I'm totally with you, and I would be the first to say I think the Cubs will be there. But I also say that I'm going to be watching these games. You know, I'm going to – the Brewers have waited a long time to have a series – matter as much as this the four game series against the Cubs can matter uh, and if they can sh- shave a game off this lead over the next couple of days uh, and go in and take three out of four from Chicago we'll see a race um, I don't have any rooting interest whatsoever I'm completely impartial except, on all for, this, except but I, for hopefully there's a race <laughs> rooting for a race. exactly exactly that's exactly right I want to see a race so I'd like to see it see it get a little close, and I think there's an opportunity there because I think that the Cardinals are always surprised, and they're going to be tough uh, for, the, for the Cubs to have to play four games uh, there. I don't think the Cardinals can make it. They're just running out of time, but I think they, they Yeah, well, this weekend they're going to want them, to be. you know. This weekend yeah, killed them, Lois, because they got swept yep. at home by the by the Cubs. Uh, even yep. yesterday, they were you know they were down three nothing. They tied it at three, and you know and it's just a tough, hard loss. So yeah, hard loss. Sweep at home. Not a lot of now. You got to bounce back with uh, you know twelve, thirteen games left in the season. So um, you know, it'll be interesting to see. And you know, and then even in that division, you know, the Pirates just to sort of touch on them. Fourteen under, terrible, terrible season for a team that kind of was knocking for the last couple of years, but clearly has lost that. You know, Garrett Cole, Andrew McCutcheon, Hurdle, that, that group just feels like they're maxed out. I wouldn't expect to see – I would expect to see some, some changes in, in the summer in, in, in Pittsburgh with, with this kind of season they've had this year. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Look, I mean, and they it went from being a disappointing team to really being it's it's almost like they've they've, you know, kind of given up in the last couple of weeks. Um and it's 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 too bad to see cuz you always again like there's an underdog feeling about them, so it's nice to see the the Pirates do well. Um part of their issue is if they're in what's a pretty tough division now. I mean, the Reds obviously are rebuilding. Um, but you have the Cubs, who you know we we know about them, and you do have St. Louis. It's always going to be, they're always a tough team, as we know, a very solid organization. So it's it's tough for Pittsburgh, just as it was when they were good um, in recent years. Uh, but they have they can't waste a lot of time. Uh, hoping to get a you know five games better, seven games better, they do have to do some rethinking about where they're going to go and what's going to fit under their budget and, uh, and all that. So it's uh, it is it is a very important off season for the Pirates. And whoever gets their hands on Andrew McCludgeon, we know Andrew from the Hyper Data with almost seven hundred seventy thousand followers on Twitter, a pretty big social media footprint across the channels he's on. But whoever tra- gets him in a trade. Uh, if they do decide to move him, we'll be really lucky. The guy can field, he can hit, former MVP, he can play. But you know how it is in baseball. You get stuck in a certain market uh, on a team that's not playing well. It's, it's, a, it's a challenging, but the guy can really, really, really play and will be a big addition to some of the teams that I'm sure will be will be interested. And, and then we go over to the NL West, Costa, and you know it's been the best division in baseball all year. Uh, three yep. very good teams. Um, you know, Colorado is 14 over and 14 out, which is <laughs> sort of amazing. You know, Arizona yeah. is 24 over, and this is probably the most amazing sort of stat of the of the season. They're nine and a half out. They're 24 over, and they just won 
uh, I think like 18 of 19, and the Dodgers, who were in front of them, lost 18 of 19, and they're still nine and a half games out, which shows you how incredible the Dodgers' season was up until this funk. You know, let's let's sort of look at all these teams. Um, you know, Colorado is is has had a very very good season. Um, you know. But they just, you know, they're in a tough spot right now. What what have you seen from them this year, um, from the sense of what you know out out in Denver? Well, I mean, look, it's a team that uh, obviously traditionally they, they can always hit. Um, uh, Charlie Blackman had kind of, to me, taken a taken another level. He's a great, he's a, great a terrific hitter, great player. Love to have him in center field and in the middle of your lineup. And he's just such a good, such a good. Um, uh, good player, uh, he, you know. In in a different world, he's an MVP candidate. As in Nolan Arenado, continues to be a little bit uh, underrated. Uh, very strong player. Really, look, you know, you look at that lineup with, with LeMay, who at second, uh, Travis Story at short. They can hit. They have a strong outfielder all the way there. Um, and it's going to be the same old thing, you know. Uh, they have some, they have some uh, strength in the rotation, but they don't have any kind of dominant starter. They have, you know, Gray's pretty good. They have a solid closer in, in Holland. He's really been, he's been a difference maker for them, of course. Um, you know, I, I I look at them and I say, hey, look, this is a good team. If you had them in the NL East, uh, they'd probably be running away with it just like the Nationals are. Uh, if they're going to be competing against the team they're competing against, it's going to be tough. Uh, and and I just, that, that's just it. They do have a nice home field advantage. Um, so if they can if they can you know win a game early in the series, assuming that you know they win that uh, wild card game, if they could win win a game early in the series, then they put some pressure on the other team to to come into Colorado and and try to win. But that's not e- it's, you know it's not easy. Um, but ultimately, I think you know they're a really good team with not quite enough to get through what's a really tough uh, National League. Huh. Um, Arizona is 24 over. They've had an incredible yeah. season. Just had a great win streak. Um, they're young. They've got some pitching up front. You know, Granky's 17 and six with a less than a three ERA. No one talks about him. I mean, I look at the NL, and to me, he he's this. Him and Kershaw are very, the numbers are super close. I think Kershaw 17 and two with a 2-3 or 2-4 ERA, and Granke's 17-6 with a 2-80 ERA. Granke's pitched more games and more innings because Kershaw was hurt for a significant part right. of the season. Um, you know, They've also got Ray. They've got a bunch of other guys in the, in the front end of that staff that have pitched well this year. Um, Goldschmidt, obviously, they got some guys who can really hit the baseball. Um, I think they're really dangerous. I think that they're a really dangerous live, you know, live team. Um, and especially in that wild card, you know, they'll pitch Granky, which is great for the wild card game, but sucks when you're going into the series because then you use your horse. Um, how dangerous do you think Arizona can be? Well, I think, look, you outlined it really well, and, and Granky is another guy who signed that huge contract before last season. It was seen as a little bit of a um, – a little bit of a disappointment, obviously. Um, he is all that with this, uh, with the way he pitched this year. After that, there's a fall off, right? Like Robbie Ray's a good pitcher. Uh, Patrick Corbin's a decent pitcher. You get them, but you are you are in a little bit of, of trouble when it comes to to matching up against other guys. Um, but the, but this is a team with a deep deep. Uh, lineup. They can hit. Uh, Goldschmidt, of course, as always in that 
in the middle of things, and and the guy who the difference maker, um, Peralta is a really good player. They have a lot of uh, Pollock, of course. We know they have a lot of guys who can get on base. They have a lot of ways to create offense. Um, Jake Lamb has been underrated um, for his power. I think this is a, a very very dangerous team. And if you get uh, you know, if you get the right thing out of Granke, you know, he's a guy like Kershaw who you sort of feel like, hey, he's going to go out there and the other team's not really going to score and we're going to win that game. There aren't a lot of guys. I guess I guess the three guys um, out there in this year's playoffs are Scherzer, uh, Granke, and, and Kershaw in this um in this playoff series. Uh, so I, I'm looking at it as, as kind of like you are. You know, you're going to have to use Granky. obviously. There's no choice but to use him in the wild card. Uh, if you get lucky and you get a, get a lead, uh, can take him out or something uh, and get him back on, on short rest maybe to pitch game two of the next series, well, then you're in really good shape. If you can get Granky to pitch two games out of the five, uh, you suddenly have a, a really good – good chance. And to me, that's going to be the key for the Diamondbacks to to advance uh, through the first, you know, post-wildcard through the first series round of playoffs. And then there's the Dodgers. They had a historic season, looked like a team that might break the record for most wins ever, uh, just incredibly hot and an interesting sort of group built with a, a sort of a little bit of everything. Young guys like Bellinger, you know, middle of the road guys like Puig, uh, veterans like Utley. There's sort of a little bit of everything on the team. Obviously, the whole thing is you know built around uh, the starting pitching, especially Kershaw. You know, Kershaw has not been as good as he's been in the regular season and the postseason. I get the feeling that there's teams and that think he can be touched in the postseason. He has been already. Um, but obviously, at the end of the day, he's still Kershaw, and the things he brings to the mound are you know, as good or better than anybody in the league or any pitcher that, frankly, has been around for the past 20 or 25 years. He's, he's as good as it gets. Um, you know, in all my life of watching baseball, I don't, I can't remember a season ever like this where a team where they literally went from having a historic best, most wins ever to then going on a cold streak, which happened to coincide with Curtis Granderson actually, but a cold streak that was just un- incredible. Which which team is it? Which which team do you expect? to enter the fall is it the august dodgers or is it the rest of the season dodgers i think it's you know it, it's, it's somewhere in between right i don't think i think it's very very tough to keep up the the level of, of of the rate of winning at which the dodgers had so i don't think that they're a team that i just remember i, I can't remember if this is the high point but i remember one day looking up and seeing that they were 84 and 34 and sort of, you know, put that. That's After starting twenty-five and nineteen, Costa, they started twenty-five yeah. and nineteen. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Right. So then they won what fifty-nine out of, uh, uh, you know, they went fifty-nine and fifteen over the next sixty-four <laughs> games. Um, so obviously that's an anomaly. No matter how good of a team you are, um, but they're also they're also not a team that's one in eighteen either. You know, uh, as you said, they lost eighteen out of nineteen. They're a very good team with uh, a real strength in starting pitching. I think obviously Kershaw, who you're going to get in game one, you're going to get him in game four and or game five, um, uh, and you go from there. You know, you have Alex Wood, you have Rich Hill, who would pitch well in the playoffs last 
this year. He's a he's a dangerous pitcher. Uh, Maeda seems hittable. I'm not sure how they'll use him. It's going to depend on the righty lefty matchup a little bit. Um, I think this is a, this is a class a class team, um, and we're going to see we're going to see that their their lineup is interesting. You know, there's sort of guys like Chris Taylor, like even like Bellinger, even like Justin Turner, who um, they're not sort of your classic middle of the guy middle of the lineup guys who you think are going to you know carry a team but clay bellinger at 38 home runs right the, the guy can hit um oh. and these guys uh you know they this is going to be kind of a showtime for them we're going to see what they have um they're a really fun team to watch i think that they are they're they're one of the team the, the top teams you know dodgers and um and nationals that have to be the odds on favorite to to get to the World Series. So that brings up sort of who you think is gonna you know meet in the in the in the fall classic. You know, we just went over a number of teams, all of which clearly have questions, some of which have opportunities. But I think when you look at all of them, they all have major you know major questions. Uh, you know, when you look at the four in the NL and the four in the AL, who who, who do you see as coming through to play against each other? Well, you know, when you have to make these predictions, you 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 almost can't predict uh, a wild card team, right? Because uh, if you were a betting person, that would just be a flat out dumb bet because uh, you know you have such an easy chance of having them knocked out. So, with that in mind, I I do think the Dodgers are the team in the National League. Uh, it's not really going out on a limb, although they're you know <laughs> they're not they're not way ahead of the Nationals overall, but they're they're the best team I think clearly, and a lot of that is Kershaw. Uh, being the difference maker, and then I'm going to go with the Indians. Uh, while I think the Astros certainly could beat the Indians, um, I think the Indians are a better team. They've been a more consistent team. Um, they just have, they will have Miller back. They have a deeper bullpen. If they get a lead on you, this is a very tough team, um, both through their starting pitching with Kluber and Carrasco, um, and then through their, you know, with obviously extremely deep and versatile bullpen. So I think that's the uh, matchup we're going to see. Um, <clears throat> also, not a Huge Dodgers, a big name team, but it's obviously not a great market uh, in many ways for TV. Um, but we'll see. Uh, the Indians and, and Dodgers would be a really fun one to watch for baseball fans. That's for it, sure. It would be incredibly, it would be incredibly fun. And I think there's a couple, a couple of matchups that can really, you know, get everybody's attention and be a lot of fun. We're talking to. Costa Kennedy from Sports Illustrated, one of the great writers of, of my time, and you can follow Costa on Twitter at K A K O S T Y A Kennedy. And Costa, before we wrap up, and I thank you for spending some time with us today. How's the book doing? I know you had the Pete Rose book. You, you know, talked about it on the last time you were here, and wanted to just uh, sort of plug it and make sure everybody goes and buys Costa's book on Pete Rose, which is fantastic. How's it doing? Oh, it's doing great. Yeah, uh, Pete Rose and American Dilemma. It's uh, it's been uh, been really well received and uh, sales have been great. So I'm I'm very happy with it. Really interesting book to do. I mean that guy, poor Pete. You know, or I shouldn't say poor Pete, but he just keeps getting in his own way, and he's uh, he's a really interesting character. Um, uh, and and had great for the game, bad for the game, everything like that. So really interesting thing to work on, and and it's doing well. Yeah, it's uh, great, and and still also finding some interest in my Dimaggio book 56. Um, so um, it's been a good time, and thinking about what to do next. That sounds good. Well, keep us posted. Uh, we'll try to get you on again, maybe before the World Series. Do a little World Series preview. Appreciate all the time today, and uh, enjoy the uh, postseason. Always love talking with you. Take care, Ryan. Have a great day.
Thanks, Costa. That's Costa Kennedy. Follow him on Twitter, at Costa Kennedy. Really a great follow. This is uh, the time of the year where baseball is really heating up. There's nothing better than the great races. Uh, I love talking baseball with Costa. I really appreciate him coming on. And Sports Illustrated, thanks for having him on today. Uh, Thanks to everybody listening. I'm happy to get back in the saddle and get the shows going again. As I mentioned, we'll have another one Friday, and we'll continue to churn out the shows and have a lot of fun with with our guests. Uh, The following week, I will be in Europe, and maybe there's uh, something we'll be able to do over from uh, London Direct. But in the meantime, I appreciate everybody for listening to today's show. Of course, you can subscribe to the show on iTunes. Thanks to all of our partners, including the great Hyper. Head on over to hyperbrands.com to find your celebrity or social media influencer. It's been a lot of fun today. Thanks to everybody. And as my man Mad Dog Russo likes to say, adios. Podcast, the one that you heard about, talking sports media, buzz and the word of mouth, social is the currency, seeing what the buzz will be, talking sports and culture, you never know what'll be coming next, cause that's the type of podcast you listen to, powered by the hyper, brands, who the man, yo, Ryan at the forefront, got it on my iTunes, walking through the storefront, listen to the broadcast, he touches almost anything, sports, culture, media, technology, and marketing, so listen to the man right ahead of his time, on your podcast, you can download or listen live, so here comes the podcast, here comes your host, the Burger Shop, now live from coast to coast, in any way you want to do it, listen to the show, Ron got the insights, the Burger Shop, you know, Burger